0: Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to SWAT Radio. Brad Sykes sitting alongside my good buddy Doug McCary on this Monday afternoon. Martin Luther King Day. And, uh, you know, Doug, I, I, I kind of came into the studio a little ill prepared. I. But hey, I've got my Bible. In well, front you, didn't of. Think, need, you didn't even think you didn't know? even think we were meeting today because it's a holiday for everybody, uh,
1: but not us because we're in here because one,
0: the gospel we, never takes a w- break. Right? It doesn't. <clears throat> and you
1: and I were gone for three weeks, and I I kind of feel like we just got back. And so, Jeremy, our producer, was so kind to uh, offer to come in today so we could be here. And uh, it is Martin Luther King Day. Uh, You know, um, he's uh, Martin Luther King recognized by a, a lot of people for things that he said. Um, and you know, he, he had some pretty good quotes, never, never be afraid to do what's right. I love that quote. You should, you should never be afraid to do what's right. The apostle Paul, the guy we're talking about, um, in fact this week we're in acts 20 which is his swan song his farewell speech to the elders of ephesus and pretty much that's what he says listen i did what was right Mm -hmm. even though it cost me and uh, it cost martin luther king too Uh, that's why you know they usually don't have days for people that didn't sacrifice something that's for sure and uh You know, uh, and, and there's another quote from him. I just like reading quotes from, you know, you, you go back and you start doing a little research on some of the things they said. Now, listen, you or I didn't know him. We don't know that this is what he did, but this is certainly things that he said that was impactful. And, uh, and he did live a life of service. He did a lot of service around the the country and everyone he said has the power for greatness, not for fame but for greatness because greatness is determined by service and that
0: sounds very much like something Jesus would have said doesn't it yeah makes me think of uh, I think it's first 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 Peter 410 mm-hmm. as each has received a gift use it to serve one another mm-hmm. you know what a what a uh, what a uh, I was thinking about all the Martin Luther King quotes and hey maybe if if you're tuned in and uh, you, you've got a favorite Maybe you can give us a call today eight four four seven 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 nine two eight. Just curious what you got out there, mm-hmm. and uh, you know there's there's certainly a uh, a number of them, mm-hmm. and uh, so I'm, I'm looking on. So, I'm one of these guys on my phone, Doug. I keep these things. I keep in my notes. Do you even do you use your notes? section on your phone i,
1: I do I, I use it when i'm out of country a lot to to write down because i don't always have a
0: pad with me uh so um well i wouldn't they, whenever i hear a good quote i always put it down in my in my uh in my phone thinking i'll use it i, I mean i like to use quotes when i teach but um anyway one, one of the one of my favorite quotes is that darkness cannot drive out darkness mm, only yeah. light can do that mm-hmm
1: that's true uh it, it is true and he said use me god show me how to take who i am who i want to be and what i can do and use it for a purpose greater than myself again these are all just kind of quotes that are exemplifying service thinking of others i think about uh, you know uh the i'm thirds part for you know uh Kennecuk, you know god yeah. others <clears throat> and self um and so um we are grateful that uh, he did uh, he did share life on this earth and and was able to have an impact in a way that people still talk about and I doubt they'll be talking about me a uh, hundred years from now <laughs> but uh, but they were him. but I tell you one thing that Jacksonville is going to be talking about a hundred years from now and that is the game the other night that, that, that game between the Jacksonville Jaguars listen, a lot of you folks out there. <laughs> You went to bed at halftime when it was 27 to nothing, or right before halftime. It was 27 to nothing. You cut the game off thinking the Jags had done it again. They're gone. They just blew this thing. And then you woke up the next morning, and and the headlines are Jacksonville wins, and you're like,
0: what happened? Well, I was just telling – before you walked in, I was just telling Jeremy and Chris, I went over to Brian Andrews' house for dinner, Vicky and I did, uh, to, to have dinner with Brian and Angel. Uh, Brian did a great job. He cooked some great steaks, and we just had a great time. And the whole point was, after dinner, we would sit and watch the game. And, of course, it was an 8 o'clock game, I think. Yeah. Which, you know, anybody that knows me well knows I'm pretty close – You're to, out by 9, I'm, right? I'm pretty close to REM sleep by that point. Yeah. <laughs> And, uh, and of course, we turned it on, started watching it, and uh, boy, it went bad quick. It's not like we got deep into the first or second quarter before it got bad. It got bad within seconds. Yeah, and, uh, and I think it. You know, sometimes you, you okay, those things happen. You know, but it happened, and then it happened, and it, you know, and I'm talking about turnovers for like four turnovers in the first quarter.
1: I know. Well, you know,
0: it was funny, Tony Dungy.
1: Who, by the way, Tony Dungy. If you're out there in the audience and you don't know who Tony Dungy is, Tony was a coach and uh, has been a coach for a long time. He's still a coach, even though he's retired pretty much. But he has written books. He is a believer. He is a follower of Jesus and has written a lot about his experiences. I love his demeanor. Mm. Just, a, I thought it was great having him on yeah. the, the game commentating, you know. Uh, but he said, this first drive – is, is, is this first two drives are going to determine the outcome of the game. This is what he said.
0: This is at the beginning of yes, the game? Yes, at the okay. beginning
1: of the second half. Okay, uh, he, in, he, okay. he goes, yeah. if, if Jacksonville can hold them, which they did, and then they go down and score, which they did, he goes, they can win this game. And, you know, uh, somebody posted a, a quote on the social media that I thought was very interesting. The – San Diego Chargers led that game for it's all Los but three. I'm sorry, Angeles. I'm sorry. It's not, <laughs> I'm I'm old school, I'm thinking of I am too. But but they they <clears throat> led that game for all but three seconds. Think about that for a wow. second. All but three seconds. If if you would have told somebody that could happen, they would laugh at you, right? In this day and age. There's no way that they're going to recover from that. But there's a spiritual lesson in that thing, really, Mm. that it's not over till God says it's over. You know, and we really as Christians, you may be out there, you know, one of the first parts of our program, we always look at what's going on in our culture. We look at how we respond, but we also look for those life lessons that are out there spiritually. And I'm telling you as believers, a lot of times in life, you can feel like it's over. Literally, you've blown it so bad. You, you, you've you made mistake after mistake after mistake. It's not that you're trying to. Mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence wasn't trying to throw interceptions. Right. It just happened. Yeah. And a lot of times those things happen and we get defeated. But you know what? They never
0: quit. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And that's one of the best things, Brad, I learned in the Marine Corps. They didn't teach me. I, I, I'm not the strongest. I'm not the fastest. But they taught me to never quit. And God has used that in so many ways. And watching that game, the Jags never quit. They mm. didn't. Mm. That, those defenders were in it. And I just really encourage you, if you're listening out there, let that be a life lesson for you, no matter where you are. Don't give up hope. That's, that's the beauty of the cross. That's the beauty of what Jesus came for, was to give us hope in the midst of of a a hopeless situation.
0: Well, I was going to say, there's plenty of opportunity that we're going to experience in life mm-hmm. where you're going to want to throw your hands up.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, so I, I just sat there. By the way, Lori, my wife, was up in North Carolina um, and uh, she did not have access to the game. So... <laughs> I spent 40 minutes trying to get the <laughs> iPad on the TV to where she could watch it and hear it, and she's sitting there, go, go, you got to do this. And I'm like, I've been doing this for 40 minutes. I want to watch the game. And so finally I got it, but she was able to watch the game, and we just shared that moment together. It was kind of fun watching it, you know. That's funny uh, yeah. right there. So you watched the whole thing. I watched the whole thing, and I I watched the game with her uh, iPad, on a chair, oh. on the TV, <coughs> and me and my other my other kids were asleep. So I'm just sitting there watching the game, stayed up to watch the whole thing. And I had this thought. I thought, I hope this kicker makes this because if he don't, Oof. man, <coughs> <coughs> it would have been a bad day. It well, would have been a bad day. I,
0: I <laughs> wish I could say I stayed up. So, uh, so I'm so i at Brian's house. We watched the first quarter. We're, we We've turned it off. We've already turned it off. <laughs> we're we're having conversation finally it's like hey we're gonna head on home so we headed home uh vicky was kind of watching what was happening on the way home and uh i think it was 27 to nothing by the time i got home and uh so i was like well i'm tired i'm gonna go to sleep well so and i think you know this you kind of do this too Uh, all my kids are we're all tied into this big family text Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And to hear my, you know, Jake's in New York City with his wife, Meredith, and, and Ben and Rachel are in town, and Leah and Devon are in Nashville, and Hannah's in Colorado, and you know, we're all over the place, you know, all our, all our kids, and, and it, there's just this back and forth, and it went dead silent after about, before the halftime, and then about, I, I was telling Jeremy a minute ago, I, I'm in bed, and yeah. it's about 11 o'clock, and I can see my phone across the room lighting up. I'm like, what is going on? So Vicky gets up, gets her phone, and I all I heard her say is Jags won. I'm like, you got to be kidding me! Yeah, you know, that's one of those times where you, you go, why did I turn that off? You know, I should have said it not It's not going to get any worse than this. <laughs> yeah, it, it it that game.
1: I'm telling you, watching them. And by the way, Trevor Lawrence went out to Waffle House after that. Did game. Did he really? Yes. Trevor loves Jesus. By the way. We just had a sound boost, man. That was crazy. Did you feel that? No. Uh, yeah. I, I, Jeremy noticed it because I saw the expression on his face. Uh, yeah, but Trevor Lawrence went You out started and, talking about Trevor. Yeah, yeah. Well, he went know. to Waffle House, man. How cool is that? Imagine the people in Waffle House when Trevor Lawrence walks in after they just won that game. But they got a tough one coming up, man, the Chiefs.
0: Kansas City. Woo. Kansas that's, City. That's going to be a tough one. I've got some very dear friends here in town that are Kansas City Chiefs fans. So, well <clears throat> Kate
1: went to camp with the owner's son. Oh, really? Yeah, huh. he, yeah. The guy who owns it is—he's he's a, I think, a pretty strong believer out there in Kansas. But cool. sorry, gonna have to
0: pull for the Jags <laughs> on this one. Oh, I'll, I'll be no question about it. So, hey, listen, we're glad you joined. And us by today. the way, this isn't sports radio. Yeah, we we're just talking. <laughs> we, we are going to get into some text Acts twenty, and we're glad you joined us. If you want to call 844-777-7928 uh, that's eight four four seven 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 swat If you have any questions or comments, we are glad to take those in an email form. Send that to ask at SWATradio.com. A-S-K at SWATradio.com. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
2: If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is one 777 7928
1: Parts and Truck Rental and Leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia Truck Market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com.
2: Why you ever chose me Has always been a mystery All my life I've been told I belong at the end of
1: the line, with all the other not quite. Will all the never
2: get it right. But it turns out they're the ones you were looking for all this time. Cause I'm just a nobody.
0: Yeah, you just got a couple of nobodies here on Sw this afternoon. Brad Sykes, Doug McCary coming to you live on this Monday. Martin Luther King Day, and uh, if you are just tuning in, maybe you've never heard of SWAT, you're like, who are these two knuckleheads? But uh, SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. Uh, SWAT Radio is part of His Light International Ministries. Uh, Our mission is to equip and encourage men to walk out the truths found in Scripture and uh, we are a live broadcast, even though we upload all our episodes into a podcast that you can go and download at SWATradio.com or the SWAT Radio app. Mm-hmm. So, in fact, we were talking about this last week, Doug. That uh, six years under our belt of doing this, yep. People are still tuning in. Yep, we're very thankful and uh, appreciate all the the kind words and
1: the uh, text and emails and. Uh, you know we're uh, we're just happy to be talking about Jesus online i mean i, I it's just a, a, a you know out on the airwaves um radio's still around people are still listening they get in their cars and uh, i'm that way I, yeah. I
0: still do that uh so now sometimes i get a little road trip i've got it you know i'll go to my podcast routine but yeah for I'm, long trips I'm, I'm still a radio guy I still yeah. you know just it's always set there i, I know i'm going to listen to it and yeah well, there's
1: something about it, and I uh, sure appreciate the uh, the people uh, that tune in. And, you know, we, we've been in Acts for a little over a year now, and we're in Acts 20. And Acts 20 is the culmination of Paul's time in Ephesus. And it's amazing when you stop and think about his first journey, his second journey, and his third journey, how different this journey was because mm. he spent three years in one place. I kind of feel like that, Brad. You know, my whole life, I was moving and moving and moving, and Lori and I have been in Jacksonville now 13 years. Back back in Jacksonville. Back in Jacksonville, yeah, Yeah. back. uh, Because you were here for a while. I was here from 91 uh, to 97 or 98. uh, 98. We left at the end of uh, 98, beginning of 99, and we uh, went to Texas, stayed out there for about 10 years. But that was the longest we had ever been and now we've been here 13 years and you know you go deep the longer you stay and paul went deep with these people hmm. these disciples there were people that he was building into because he knew his time was coming to an end and remember when we left it last week he had just had this riot take place in ephesus because all the people there who made money off the people with the shrines and the Mm -hmm. silver idols got upset. And so he starts off here after the riot. He uh, wants to go to Macedonia and Achaia, and that's where Thessalonica Thessalonica is, Berea, Corinth, all those places. And um, he wanted to go back and find out what was going on with Corinth because they were having some serious problems in Corinth. But Titus didn't come. But the men finally met in Macedonia, and Paul rejoiced. Uh, We talked about that. And Paul uh, originally had wanted to make two visits there, but instead he just made one that lasted three months. And it was during that visit to Corinth he wrote the epistle to the Romans. And, you know, all these things are kind of interconnected. We talked about that last week, how Scripture validates Scripture. All these people think these are just random letters that are put together, but they're all part of a continuing narrative of God's unfolding plan. And Paul had two goals when he uh, went to visit the churches there when he went and left to go to Macedonia. His main purpose was to encourage and make the disciples um, so they could would be firm witnesses. You know, we live in a time, Brad, where I, I see guys falling like flies all over our country. I'm talking about leaders. Mm-hmm. Not, I'm not talking mm-hmm. about guys who are superficial believers. I'm talking about guys that you and I would look at and go, wow, those those are good disciples, but they don't stand firm. Uh, and what happens is when those kind of guys, when Satan takes those guys down, uh, it really impacts the body of Christ. Yeah. I know people that are still reeling from some that I personally knew and were aware of, of the impact of the leaders who fall or who have fallen. And so Paul wanted to encourage him. But his second was he was taking up a collection for the Jews in uh, or for the Jewish believers in Jerusalem, because he wanted the people in Jerusalem to know that the church was one. These Gentiles out in the outer areas were part of the same body. And remember what he wrote when he wrote, uh, he says, listen, If the toe hurts, the whole body hurts, you know, and, and he's trying to say we're all one, but, uh, I digress. I I've kind of given this big picture, but I just wanted to kind of lay out what was going on with Paul. Um, he's in Ephesus right now. He's ending up his last, uh, last little time there. He's getting ready to depart and, um, we're going to see his last miracle, uh, it, it wasn't the last time he prayed for somebody and saw them healed, but it was his last miracle to really lay his hands on somebody and see God's healing power go through him. And yeah. uh, it's kind of the end of his journey. And so we we hear him talk about Troas. He goes to Troas, and it's a very significant town. And to be honest, I did not realize, Brad, how significant it was until I started studying it and remembering Oh, wait wait a minute. He talks about Troas to Timothy. Wait a minute. He talks about it over here. Hmm. And it was really significant because a guy named Eutychus died and was resurrected there. How many men in the whole Bible were resurrected?
0: Well, only one by Paul, I believe. Yeah,
1: one by Paul. He was the only one resurrected by Paul. But if you look throughout time, you got Paul resurrected, uh, Eutychus, Peter, Peter, raised lydia right and jesus raised lazarus and he raised the widow's son um and you know so they're just not that many and so i think troas is something we might want to take note of yeah that it's a city that I, i didn't really give a lot of thought to it but as we look at the text this week this is really a text about god's love for his church his love for his people and how he does it through the Apostle Paul. And it kind of shows us what it looks like for God to love his people. And he does it by, I want to give you three principles this week. We'll look at principle one today, two tomorrow, and then three on Wednesday. But the first principle is he calls us to uh, encourage and guide younger disciples to pass on his truth to the next generation. That's how he shows love to the church. But mm-hmm. by, by you know, preserving that. Think about it. You have children. I have children. Think about how much we want our children to know yeah. the God we know. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a very loving thing for God to call his church to raise up younger people. It's not just about them. It's about passing it on down the road. Yeah. And so we see that in this text. Second, we see him also calling us to engage and gather regularly for fellowship instruction and to remember Christ's death, his burial, and his resurrection, and uh, to remember our purpose. That, that That's why we gather every week. We don't gather just to go get a pep talk on how to be a good dad. Right, right. We gather <clears throat> to uh, encourage one another as disciples think about it Brad how often do you walk into a church and feel like I'm going in there to encourage other disciples a lot uh, you do yeah now I don't know where you were taught that that's not the norm oh is it no it didn't no. I, I mean yeah. you and I feel that way because yeah. we have been mentored and and guided like Mm -hmm. the first Mm principle by guys who helped us to understand that but the vast majority of people go into churches as
0: consumers well and i I think of we know that the whole purpose of the church is to build up it's for the equipping of the saints why would you need to be equipped equipped for what well because that's what paul's dealing with yeah he's equipping
1: them so that they'll go out yeah we're supposed to be conduits not a consumer right and yet we, a lot of our country, our countrymen, go into church to be consumers. Yeah. And so he addresses that by saying, hey, you, we see a model for what it should look like principally in this text. And then the third principle is he calls us to examine and give attention to God's messengers and his word. We're going to look at that on Wednesday. But think about it. Every person that opens up the word of God as a teacher ought to be open for examination. Amen. I mean yeah, every amen. man who stands up and says, I represent the most high God, we shouldn't hide behind people to guard us. We shouldn't hide behind and you go, Well that's not practical. No. We should be open to examination. And we see that in Paul. We hey, see, we're
0: human. Yeah. We're human. We're <laughs> I've shared this many times. Uh, I have multiple Bibles, but I have a—I still have my the original Bible that I first started teaching out of, and I look at some of the notes that I wrote back then. Like I was so far off base with some of those things. I know you've probably been confronted oh, about certain things. Yeah, aren't and, you glad?
1: Yeah, because we—because we're human. You're right. But I just—but this whole idea of examination. Let's say I came to you and I said, "Hey, I want you to buy into this. It's going to change your life." And you start asking me questions, and I go, Well, we'll talk about it later. I don't have time to engage with you. Right. Are you gonna really <laughs> feel comfortable entrusting no. any money to me? Yeah. No. So no. why would we entrust our lives to people that we can't engage
0: with? Mm-hmm.
1: And and that is the model. You see, Paul. Paul said, Look at my life, examine me. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. sorry, I get really passionate about that because it is it is clear Paul was open. Jesus himself was available people could go up to him now he had times to get away but this availability thing is something in our culture that's been elusive for a lot of people
0: amen so we're called to encourage and guide we're called to engage and gather we're called to examine and give attention we're glad you've joined us this afternoon glad we got your attention you know 844-777-7928 844 swat if you have any any comments or questions Give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to email us, send that to ask at SWATradio.com. You can go to SWATradio.com and check out the whole website, any past broadcasts we have. uh, They are there. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. SWAT Radio.
1: There is good news for the captive, good news for the shame, there is good news for the world who walked away, there is good news for the doubter, the one
0: religion failed, for the good Lord Hey, good afternoon, welcome to SWAT Radio, Brad Sykes alongside Doug McCary coming to you live on this Monday afternoon. We are glad you have tuned in. If you want to call us, 844-777-7928, that's the number. Uh, we are a live broadcast. We love to engage with our listeners, and we just find that's the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. So the phone lines are open. Jeremy will take your calls. But we are going to kind of work through the text today. Uh, we're going to be in Acts chapter 20 this week, verses 1 through 12, and as Doug has already mentioned, We've been in Acts for a little over a year, and the reason why it's been a little over a year is because we like to teach verse by verse. Mm-hmm. And if we need to stop at a verse for a while, we'll do that. We have done that many yeah, matter, times. As matter of fact, this
1: week I was going to try to cover 13 through the rest of the chapter, and as I was preparing for it, I go, I can't do that. I was going to say, it's no too, way. Yeah. It's too rich it is and if you just blow through that you miss really important things and so um i i'm we're just this week at swat we're going to cover probably 13 through 21 which is only eight (laughs) verses but they're so significant and the uh, the other reason it makes it significant brad is this is the end of his life yeah paul knows his death is coming and there's that if if somebody i love and and respect And mentors me as dying, and they're telling me something before they're die. That's going to be some weighty words right there.
0: Well, yeah, it's obvious. I think there's a lot to learn just in how Paul conducts himself, and you you make the point that he is he knows he's you know his, his life is coming to an end. Think about if our life, if we knew our life was coming to an end, how much deeper would those relationships be? I was. In like fact, Brian Doyle and I were talking about this on Friday. I know I heard you. just talking about yeah. chapter uh, chapter nineteen, verse nine, where he talk, He takes these disciples away for two years mm-hmm. and invests in it. What what would what would our I, don't know, I was going say what would our culture look like if we as the as the men of God began to really disciple with intentionality, which is what we're going to look at today. This intentionality of making disciples. Who make disciples. Yeah. Well, think about this. If you're out in the listening audience, I want you, it doesn't matter if you're in
1: Mississippi, Virginia, Idaho, England. I know we got a guy, uh, at least one listener over in England who listens regularly. Doesn't matter where you are. If your city adopted your evangelism and discipleship philosophy for the, uh, not not what you think, but what you practice (laughs) for the next five, let's say the next 15 years, what would the christian makeup of your city look like what would the depth of your city's uh church look like those are that's two really convicting questions and uh we are called to guide and encourage these younger guys i'm struck by the word encourage twice in this text yeah
0: right there early on yeah and
1: so remember the first principle is god shows his love for the church by calling us to encourage and guide younger disciples to pass on the truth. So, Brad, I'm going to have you read uh, verses 1 through 6, and then we're just going to kind of unpack it here a little
0: bit. Yeah, absolutely. Acts 20. After the uproar ceased, Paul sent for the disciples, and after encouraging them, he said farewell and departed for Macedonia. When he had gone through those regions and had given them much encouragement, he came to Greece. There he spent three months, and when a plot was made against him by the Jews as he was about to set sail for Syria, he decided to re- return through Macedonia. So Peter, the Berean son of Pharahus, uh, accompanied him, and of the Thessalonians, Aristarchus and Secundus and Galatians. Gaius of Derby and Timothy and the Asians, Tychicus and Trophimus, these went on ahead and were waiting for us at Troas. Verse 6, But we sailed away from Philippi after the days of unleavened bread, and in five days we came to them at Troas, where we stayed for seven days. Mm. You know, uh, I mentioned this
1: in the Bible study last week that Luke— I think sees a parallel between Jesus' final journey to Jerusalem and mm-hmm. Paul's final journey, mm-hmm. uh, because remember Luke is writing this um, both as it happened and after it happened. Right? Uses that
0: word "us." Yes. Yeah.
1: Um, and so, uh, and, and you know, he's not saying it was uh, exactly the same, but it was very close. But Paul ends up going back through Macedonia. These are churches that he founded on his second missionary journey, uh, like Philippi, Thessalonica, and Berea, and it says, Luke says that he spoke many words of encouragement to the people, and the word there for encouragement is the word paraklesis, and which is like parakaleo, which means kind of come alongside, but it has a, it can mean anything from exhorting. Um, and encouraging to comfort and consolation, which the Holy Spirit that word is used of, right? right and and so it's vital for us as older believers to encourage and comfort younger believers because it's tough walking the walk. You and I've been walking it a long time. And so here we are uh, watching Paul, Demonstrate this to us as he goes back to these churches. And he's not just going alone, he's guiding Timothy, Gaius, Aristarchus, Secundus, Trophimus, Tychicus. And, you know, he's got these seven guys he's built, and Luke, by the way, he's building into. And it's vital that we build into the next generation. Uh, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 11:1, be imitators of me as I am of Christ. And you remember when he wrote Timothy, his final letter, I think, or one of his final letters, he says, hey, Timothy, what you've heard from me in the presence of others, find some faithful guys that will be witnesses and entrust it to them who can train others also.
0: It's called duplication.
1: Yeah. And both of these things really reflect the mind of Christ in Matthew 28, where Jesus said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me, and now go. It's really as you are going, right. make disciples, teaching them what? All. You teach them
0: to observe I was going to say, that, that's a, such a key part, is we're really good at teaching. Yeah. We're not as good at walking. And mm-hmm. so and it, part of what we hear SWAT Radio do is we want to talk about not— not just orthodoxy, but orthopraxy. What does it look like to actually play this out? And I, I'm sitting there, and you brought up the word encouragement. I mean, I think how important is encouragement when, when you've gone through what they just went through, mm-hmm. you know, the riots. Well, and, they, and, were and, and they were there.
1: They were there as young guys, Brad, watching yeah. Paul. And remember, Aristarchus and some of those guys were actually taken in. So Paul wasn't there. They wouldn't let Paul come in. So imagine you're with the guy who has been telling you this, and all of a sudden you get swept up in the riot, and your leader's not around.
0: Right. And I mean, we know Scripture tells us that we, that persecution is going to come. Paul had to have told them that. Yes. But Paul's been down this road before. Well, yeah, isn't it great once you've once you've been through something yourself? Aren't you to be an encouragement to well, those? Yeah, and
1: you can speak with moral authority. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I think of First Thessalonians uh, two, Brad, where Paul talks to the Thessalonians. Remember, that's who he's talking to mm-hmm. here, and it, and he says we were gentle among you, like a mother nursing her baby. We were we were like a father to you, exhorting you. We gave you our lives. I mean, he's so gentle. And tender. And and to be quite honest, I'm not always that tender with guys. I need to be. And it was convicting for me to go through another text, Philippians 1, where Paul says, I am sure of this that he who began a good work in you, he's going to be faithful. Think about that. Mm -hmm. He's going to complete it. What an encouraging thing to say to
0: somebody, you know? Yeah. Well, that's, that's, there's no better encouragement than what God has to say, not what Doug has to say, not what Brad has to say i'm encouraged by what god tells
1: us yeah i mean and and you know if you look here in verse three he was going to sail with them but the jews were wanting to kill him just like they wanted to kill jesus they wanted to kill him Mm -hmm. and so he ends up going another way but notice the people that he picked you read the name Sopater, uh the the berean all right he's from berea that's Paul's second missionary journey. Aristarchus and Secundus from Thessalonica, second missionary journey. Gaius from Derby. first missionary journey. Timothy from Lystra, second missionary journey. And then Tychicus and Trophimus, they were from Ephesus, the third missionary journey. So Paul picks this dream team of seven mm. to say, God chose you for me to mentor. And he's building into them. These are the seven future leaders of the church. And he sends them to Troas because when he gets to Troas, he's going to go there and model for these seven what a a worship service should look like. Because remember, they didn't have a structure of a church yet. They met in synagogues. Uh, They even met in Tyrannus Hall. Mm -hmm. But now they're meeting in a home up on the third level. And Paul picks up Luke and joins him and says, hey, let's go to Troas, and we're going to see uh, later in the week what he does. But notice his his love for guiding and encouraging young disciples. It's a great example for us to follow.
0: Amen. I mean, that's uh, what's kind of coming to the surface for me. And I still, I mean, you and I spend a lot of time together in the Word of God. We may talk a little Jaguar every once in a while, yeah. but... but I'll bet 80% of our conversations are rooted here in the text. Whatever it is you're going through, whatever it is I'm going through, the encouragement that you have given to me over the years or mm-hmm. vice versa. You know, mm-hmm. as the reality is we're going to experience some hardships. Mm-hmm. We're, we may even experience some persecution, some trials. How important is it that we have another man or two? who are encouraging us in the word, mm-hmm. that are bringing the word to us. Well, I go back to Trevor Lawrence just talking
1: in his post-game interview about the, their game, and and I know, again, I don't want to over-spiritualize the Jaguar win, but he was talking about how the guys didn't give up. That's exactly what Paul is yep. doing here. Yep. That This man has been through so much, and he's telling these young disciples, hang in there, you can do stay it. Stay the course. Yes, stay the course. You can do it. I, I believe that God's gonna complete the work in you. And they he continued to encourage them and model for these younger guys. Hey guys, this is how you go minister
0: to people. Right. Mm. Well, well said. With that said, we're gonna take a break. And uh, we are so glad you've tuned in this afternoon. If you want to call 844-777-7928 is the number. Again, 844-777-7928. Send us an email if you don't want to call in to ask at SWATradio.com. That's A-S-K at SWATradio.com. Stay tuned. We will be right back.
2: This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. SWAT Radio is underwritten in part by The Guardian Group. You know Brad Sykes as the co-host of SWAT Radio. While Brad is committed to making disciples both on and off the air, his ministry extends into the marketplace as a licensed real estate agent with Keller Williams Southside. Brad and his wife Vicki are real estate agents in Northeast Florida and are the founding partners of The Guardian Group. They help people buy, sell, and invest in real estate. The Guardian Group, with offices near Butler and Southside Boulevards, 904 580 7255 and online at guardiangroupjax.com. The Guardian Group, happy to bring you SWAT Radio on the Truth. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ Church. They use published works to teach God's word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives.
0: Hey, welcome back to SWAT Radio, Brad Sykes alongside with Doug McCary, Monday afternoon, Martin Luther King Day, and yes, we are live today, and uh, thanks to Jeremy for coming in and hooking us all up, and so uh, we know we got some listeners out there. Call us at 844-777-7928, 844-777-7928. We would love to take your calls and just kind of have a discussion about this, and you know, Doug. I think uh, you know this idea of encouragement. Um, you, you you brought it up yourself. You, you can tend to be, I think, uh, a little more hardcore. Uh, maybe uh, too marine-ish. Kind of maybe. suck it up. Yeah, you know, too, deal with too, it. <clears throat> too much marine and FBI SWAT in there. You think? <laughs> and I think we need that though. I mean, I'm thankful for the men in my life who have kind of, as I often have said, have been willing to put their finger in my chest. Well, and, and say, I think Paul did that, too. I agree. I, I totally agree. But, obviously, we are filled with the Spirit, and with the Spirit comes the fruit of that Spirit. Mm-hmm. And some of that is gentleness, yeah. kindness, and goodness, and It's such a hard
1: balance, though, isn't it? It really because, is. Because yeah. when you see things that are hurtful, or you see people who say they love the Lord... And they go; they get deceived by the enemy. Uh, it can be hard, and you, you sometimes you go, "Hey, hey, hey! Wait a minute!" You know, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then you got to realize that you do the same thing a lot of times. Oh man!
0: I mean, it's not one size fits all. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I am sure that the Jaguars coach at halftime had some pretty tough words for those guys. and and, and I think as we make disciples. Encouragement is not always just kindness. It's not always just the the fluffy words that they need to hear.
1: Mm -hmm. Our our pastor over the weekend said, "You know, I could see Paul if he was here going to a playoff game because he likes sports. (laughs) You know, it's obvious from his his analogies. He used the race analogy, the athlete analogy. Um, He." He did, and, and unfortunately, or fortunately, whichever side you want to be on, um, uh, football, pro football, has a huge following in our country. Mm-hmm. And it, it's influential. Um, it, it's influential. And so, you know, some of the things that happened over the past couple of weeks have been pretty amazing in that realm. One, when uh, DeMar Hamlin went down, People prayed on air, ESPN, an ESPN, uh, announcer just said, guys, this might be a little weird, but I'm, I feel led to do it. I'm going to do it. And he prayed on air and it wasn't like a a generic prayer. It was a specific prayer for DeMar and for the team. And I mean, think about it. ESPN has fired people for less over the last five years. You know, they fired people for a lot less. And I, I was so thankful that guy did that. And, and now, and people began to be bold about yeah. saying, I'm praying for DeMar mm-hmm. and, and that. And, and, and you hear other announcers going, I respect that. You know, <laughs> that in the past, maybe if you were talking about a Tim Tebow, they would have been on board to, to hammer him exactly. for that. Yeah. But I think people in our world are seeing we, we are living in some some challenging times, some changing times and uh, dividing lines are coming in a lot of ways, but the gospel's continuing to go out in a lot of different creative ways now. You know, The the Chosen, Brad, I don't know if you've been watching it. I have. They're re-releasing, or they're releasing, not re-releasing, they're releasing episodes seven and eight of um, this season three in the theaters in a couple of weeks because the demand was so great last time when they did a theatrical release of episodes one and two that they decided to do that they were asked to do that hmm. why now listen theaters don't call and ask people to do things unless they, there's a financial there's a financial gain so no people question. people want to see it and i was thinking you know the, the chosen has gotten a lot of bad feedback it's gotten a lot of mixed reviews i'm going to tell you the one thing that i've appreciated about it is it shows a lot of Jewish culture in a proper context. Mm -hmm. After leading groups to Israel, I can tell you that a lot of the cultural aspects of the program are the same. And people go, well, I don't like the fact that, um, you know, they uh, are using a Mormon production company. Well, don't stay in a Marriott ever again if you have a problem with that because you support Mormons too because they own all the Marriotts. You can't you know, the, a production company is a production company They're, You know, they're, they're using a service of somebody just like yeah. you spend the night in a hotel. Mm-hmm. And so the, they're getting a, a product out there of a series that really is not claiming to be inspired. It's just saying that we use the Bible to try to tell the story of a historical figure named mm-hmm. Jesus that lived in a way that the that is biblically accurate, um, in the things that are said that are from the Bible, And the things that are silent in the Bible, they fill in backstories in the way life might have been in that culture.
0: Which I, I was talking to Jeremy and Chris before you came in, and we, we got to talking about the chosen. You know, and that I, I think whenever you put something out like that, you, you're going to get some some. Kick. There's a lot well there's you're gonna a get lot. some kickback and I mean the reality you know whether it's uh, while they've taken a lot of liberty, well they'd have to take a lot of liberty I, just this morning, Vic and I were reading through Matthew nine today in Matthew nine it just goes from one miracle to another miracle to another miracle. I mean, if you're going to put out a, a, a movie or a a, a program like this. Uh, you you're not going to be able to go from miracle to miracle to miracle without filling in some time between those miracles you know Well, well we've had dallas on the program a couple of times and
1: i in every conversation that i've had with him he has said nothing um that that was unbiblical when in our conversations that we had on air and i've i haven't heard him say anything I heard him say some things that could have been taken out of context and mm-hmm. questionable. And when I I reached out to him and asked him about him, and he clarified what he meant. And basically, what he said, people have accused him of of cozying up to the Mormons because he says, "Well, I'm trying to reach them. You know, yeah. I'm yeah. I'm I'm not compromising
0: on my beliefs." <laughs> but but you know, that, I, that's why that's why they said the the Pharisees said, uh, "Why is your teacher?" Hang out with tax collectors and sinners.
1: I I heard that too, man. The same thing, you know. And so uh, anyway, it's going to be out in a couple of weeks, uh, episodes seven and eight. And um, it's interesting to watch. Uh, Again, you know, nobody had a problem with Cecil B. DeMille doing the Ten Commandments, (laughs) you know. And and do you think Cecil – do you think those people – Edward G. Robinson uh, did, and uh, he didn't – they filled in backstory there when he was playing Dothan, or, or uh, he was – I think he was playing uh, Dothan or one of the guys that led the rebellion against Moses. You know, I thought that was funny. They had Edward G. Robinson in there. But um, anyway, all those things, you know, uh, Tarleton Heston the, carried himself in a way that they might have imagined it might have been, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. so – nobody had a problem with that I think it's just today through
0: social media everybody likes to have a voice to say something and well Jesus said if they persecuted me they're they're gonna persecute you yeah proclaim the truth and uh, leave, leave that up to God know, yeah, as, as I look at this text that we're, we're looking at today you know not only is there encouragement but when you think about discipleship and, and you, you quoted Matthew 28 19 through 20 or 18 through 20. You talked about Second Timothy two two. It, it's really about walking these truths out. I mean, mm-hmm. here here are these these guys are around Paul, and and how often, you know, you think about he was he was planning to go here, but he gets diverted. There's a plot against him. I mean, how many teaching opportunities do you think Paul had that he didn't even have to really? ask for they just they they were were just there they
1: were targets of opportunity we called them in the marine corps you know just tos you know you're going along and god says nope i want you over here and those things would just pop up you know um but you know if you're listening out there i was just sitting here thinking brad you know a lot of times you sit in church every sunday and you hear the bible taught and you don't get a chance to disagree or (laughs) ask a question One of the things that we do on this program is we make it available for you to call in. And and I know there's a hesitancy to call in because you're afraid you're going to be heard and all this. But nobody knows who you are. You know, I mean. (laughs) Nobody knows who we are. Yeah, I mean, nobody knows who we are. So you can call in and ask a question or you can send an email to ask at SWATradio.com. We will talk about it on air and you can. Ask that question. I know people sit in churches every Sunday and they sit there. I I know when I teach, people don't always
0: agree with everything I'm no. saying. And, and, and probably if you have a question, you're not the only one. No. Somebody out there has that same question. But somebody needs to be bold enough to go, "Hey,
1: what about this, teacher? Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. what about this? Mm-hmm. You know?" Yeah. And let's talk about it. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, yeah. Uh, I know our time's coming to an end today, but I I am I want to. I do want to say thank you to Jeremy one more time for coming in on Martin Luther King Day, his day off, so that we could be live. And for all you who were listening out there or who might be listening to the podcast, thank you for tuning in. And our prayer is that you would know that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion
0: at the day of Christ. Amen. Amen to that. Listen, we'll be back tomorrow. SWATradio.com. If you're not part of a men's study... Go to SWATradio.com. You can check out the various meeting places, when they are. Uh, We've got good food as well. So uh, if you're not involved in a men's study, go there, check it out. We would love to have you in person. Again, SWATradio.com. Click on the meetings tab, and you can go from there. Hope you'll join us tomorrow. We'll be back 3 o'clock Tuesday afternoon. See you tomorrow.